This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And we're not only saving the world, we are saving the universe. The James Webb Space Telescope is online and the pictures are fantastic. They are beyond what we imagined when the telescope launched in December. It finally nestled in its spot in the sky at the Lagrange point in January. It unfolded its massive sun shield, which is apparently the size of a tennis court and now it is online and ready for action joining me now from the griffith observatory where he is the director he has a, a an actual phd he's an astronomer dr ec krupp joins me welcome to the podcast dr krupp delighted to help you save the universe today thank you very much i can't do it without you understood so how long have you known about this telescope well, it's got to be decades because people have talked about it even before it was named the James Webb Telescope. And, you know, after Hubble had a, a problem on launch, th this was really one of those hopeless causes. How is this thing going to work and, and make it out there? And unbelievably, it has. How much more expensive was it originally than the Hubble Telescope? You know, I think the factor on paper is like, 10, but I wouldn't trust myself. And I also don't think that the numbers that we see for the cost are real. There's lots of other costs that go into building and designing something like this. And that's something very different from just the fabrication that you hear about. Yeah. So, you know, we've heard $10 billion yeah. and, you know, that that gives people pause because they're like, well, people in this country are starving. Um, I have always been fascinated by space and, you know, I, I love the idea that the, the ancient Greek philosophers looked up into the heavens and, you know, they certainly weren't the first and they, they tried to make sense of what was out there. And we've just been building on that pursuit long before that. And we are doing that to this day. Will this help us satisfy some of the most basic gnawing questions we have about why are we here? And when we look up, what is it made of? I'm certain it's not going to tell us why. It probably will go a long way to telling us how. How in the world did this all happen? Because we're seeing the earliest processes in the cosmos, things that we just sort of take for granted. You see a picture here or there, or a fact somebody says, but that's not the same thing as how the universe unfolds. And every one of these pictures is an image of a process taking place. So, you know, those processes that, you know, betray what, what really happened during the Big Bang and in the final moments and in uh, the, the massive uh, explosion of matter. And, you know, th that there has been 
so much that is theoretical, and there have been so many issues uh, that have been argued about uh, for centuries now. Um, what will be the most important issue that could be resolved from the James Webb Space Telescope? NASA was very clever with these five pictures because they spotlighted those questions that are primordially important to us with this instrument. One of them goes back right to the formation of the cosmos. What happens right after the Big Bang? How do you get galaxies in the first place? How do you get stars? They've been there for better than 13 billion years, but getting them in the first place out of this subatomic material that starts out as energy, completely mystifying, and yet is at the very basis of what what we call home, the universe. That that goes then through to what? How do you, how do galaxies behave? We just see them hanging there in space, but they change over time, and stars change over time, and they're changing constantly over time. And the death of a star and the birth of a star are both spotlighted in these pictures. And then finally, planets. We we know we inhabit a planet, and there are more planets than anyone could have imagined that are out there, and they're of all different types. How do those planets? Form and why are they the way they are, and how does it turn out that there are a few, namely one, at least, where living things can thrive? So I feel like they've been softening the beach in terms of what the government is telling us about um, unidentified aerial phenomena. And, you know, we we see especially Navy pilots come in contact with things they can't explain. And now the government has been forced to say, yeah, we really don't know. It really is mysterious. And it doesn't appear to be um, the origin is not Earth. So are are we going to uh, see planets that could be more hospitable to life than anything we've seen up until this point? Hard to say what we'll see. I think what we're looking for, of course, are planets that are like Earth, places that have the right temperature, have liquid water. But keep in mind that even if we find places like that, that doesn't mean, even if there's life there, there's intelligent life, or that there was and it's long gone. What people forget is how much time has elapsed between things. You could have life all over in the universe. We don't know if that's the case. But whether it's all around at the same time. There's no reason to think the civilizations uh, are, are operating together. That's a really good point because, um, you know, as, as the universe could be oscillating, so could life itself. <laughs> and, you know, we, we think of things because uh, we think linearly yep. in, in terms of time that everything that has happened is happening, that it's happening yeah. concurrently. But that's that's a really fascinating idea that things might have happened a while ago. And, and we may be seeing the fallout or the debris from something that happened long ago. It doesn't mean that there is a civilization uh, that is intelligent and active now. All right. We got more of this interview after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. In fact, in one of these pictures, the deep field picture from the James Webb, you see a cluster of galaxies that's acting like a lens with gravity to show us fainter things. But that cluster of galaxies is 4.6 billion light years away. What that means is that light has traveled since the time the Earth was formed. That's when that light left. So it's just getting 
light from us now for it you know that that light is is us just forming uh, and so there'd be no no sense whatsoever that there's anything even living in this part of the world so what about dark matter and dark <laughs> energy i know i know those are two separate things and and dark matter is the thing that that sort of binds elements of the universe together what could we learn about that from this telescope when you get a chance to see the large-scale structure of the universe, you are seeing the very forces that made it the way they are. And as you just said, dark matter is, is one of these things that's absolutely crucial. It is a source of gravitational energy that makes the things shape the way they are, distributed where it is. And yet we don't know what it is. We don't see it. It doesn't give off any, any light or anything. And so this kind of work will help us map better and and perhaps get the clues to figure out what that stuff really is. So to people who are skeptics about this project, people who, you know, maybe they're in the social sciences, maybe maybe they see people struggling with inflation and we have a problem with uh, with violence and guns and it feels like society is kind of pulling apart. What can this telescope, what is the justification for spending so much money on something like this? How will that ultimately help humanity first it's not a lot of money compared to the money we spend on everything else everywhere else here here but number two you have to think with the big picture astronomy in the universe and the james webb telescope uh, in fact deals with the biggest strangest weirdest farthest things that we know mm. that means it it prompts the big questions the big questions invite wonder and that sense of wonder then prompts the quest for understanding and the quest for understanding brings us a knowledge that ultimately is a tool for survival. You may not know today the value of some little fragment of astronomical knowledge, but at the same time, we're operating satellites in space now, phones that we depend on that aren't just a switch that works and, and everybody's happy. That's Albert Einstein at work. That's relativity at work. We didn't know about that before the beginning of the 20th century. So you've got to invest in the unknown in order to have a future at all. Yeah, and, and in terms of general relativity, I always think of the bowling ball on the mattress and the way that, that space is, is sort of curving around the bowling ball. And, and we all have the same impact on each other with our lives. And we just have to do our very best to make sure that the space that curves around us does so positively. You're on the money. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy uh, that you are here. I'm delighted that we are seeing images that are, are that make people stop for a second, you know, because this is one of the stories that could be buried deep in the science section that no one pays attention to. But the fact that they are so phenomenal, even if you if you've never taken an astronomy class, it's still that that very thing that element in humanity that binds us all, you know, what, what you said, that wonder and, and looking up and wanting to know more, that, that has to be a net benefit for society. If beauty and grandeur aren't at the very heart of the human experience, then I don't know what is. And nothing does beauty and grandeur like the universe. And James Webb is bringing it back in spades. Well said, Dr. E.C. Krupp. Thank you so much for your time. This has been fascinating. And as we get more images, I would love to talk to you again. Delighted. I am delighted. And uh, that is all from us. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. 
Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.